Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. This is an exciting study in our series on suffering and trials because we're talking about making healthy choices during times of suffering. You say, Derek, I need that. And I do too, because we all face times of suffering and we want to let the Holy Spirit work with us in positive, constructive ways during that time. So welcome to Hope Sabbath School. We're glad you're here. And welcome to the team. What a series. It's, it's not negative, really. It's positive. It's about Jesus being with us yeah. and, and even experiencing some of the suffering of His heart yeah. uh, in, in that journey. So welcome to our team. Welcome also to our remote team members. We are happy to have Jonathan with us from Maryland today. Jonathan, good to see you. Haiti, always good to see you from Virginia. We're glad you're here. And Sabina from British Columbia. Pastor Sabina, great to have you here too. You know, we miss some of when they go to faraway places, but now that we have remote team members, we can stay connected. But I want to tell you, we're also glad you're here. You are an important part of our team. And I know when we ask a question, you raise your hand. So that's good. And you can always write to us. In fact, we'd love to hear from you. sshope at hopetv.org. We'd love to hear how God's blessing you through a study of His Word. Here are just a few emails we've received recently. Lawrence writes to us from Uganda, and we just recently launched Hope Channel Uganda, one of our latest of our 70 channels worldwide. So if you're from Uganda, we'll give you a wave. Let's give a wave to Lawrence and everybody in Uganda, East Africa. I'm writing to add my voice to many others who watch Hope Sabbath School. You may not imagine how many people each week are blessed by your presentation of the Word of God. Well, we're getting some idea, aren't we? Yeah. 200 countries around the world. I feel this Word is giving life to lots of people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My initiative, writes Lawrence, is to invite as many people as I can to join in Hope Sabbath School so that God can bless them too. Amen. Praise God. That's awesome, isn't it? Please accept my sincere gratitude on behalf of the people of Uganda. Your voices are a blessing and have become familiar to us so that we associate them with the life-giving Word of God. Mm. Amen. May God bless you abundantly. Lawrence, that brought joy to our hearts to have that message from you. And thank you for writing to us. We're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor in South Carolina, in the United States of America, and a handwritten note, through the years, I've been blessed by your ministry. I especially like Hope Sabbath School, Go Healthy for Good, Transformed, and Inverse. Well, this donor really enjoys a lot of programs on Hope Channel. Pray that God will continue to bless lives through the ministry of Hope Channel, that many lives will come to know Jesus and be saved in His kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. That, that's why we exist. Yes. We're here that people can find hope in Jesus and salvation. Enclosed is a small donation to help support the ministry and a donation of $100 Amen. to support Hope Channel. Thank you so much, donor. And thanks to each one of you who are part of this movement. We appreciate your support. HopeTV.org slash HopeSS. Click on the donate button and we smile mm -hmm. because it's part of the miracle that God is working in people's hearts. Amen. Silvio 
writes from Australia. Mm. And Sylvia says, it's a big blessing to watch Hope Sabbath School and to understand the teaching of Jesus and apply it to our daily lives. Amen. God bless you all. And then Silvio writes Romans 8, 28, <laughs> which is talking about mm. God working all things for good. Silvio, thanks for writing from Australia. And uh, we're blessed to know that you're blessed. One last note from Armad in Brazil. Okay, so we've got some, we've got uh, Pastor Sabina from Brazil. Give us a wave, Pastor Sabina. Yep, you can give a wave to Brazil, to all of our Brazilian Hope Sabbath School members. Ahmad says, I have Egyptian Islamic roots, but I am from Brazil and have been a follower of Jesus for the past 26 years. Amen. I want you to know that Hope Sabbath School has changed my life. Amen. Amen. The way you deliver the Word of God, your unique insights, the testimonies you share, speaking from the bottom of your heart mm -hmm. about your own experiences and struggles have made me a better person. Amen. What a testimony. Thank you, Ahmad, for writing to us. I'm a better man today, and I would say I got the example from each one of you. Amen. Praise God. My special thanks to all of you, and special thanks to Sabina who's also from Brazil. Give her a wave. Give him a wave. Here we are, Sabina. We can see you. I don't know if they can put Sabina on the screen, but Sabina's giving a wave. Yeah, we go. Originally, Pastor Sabina from Brazil, right? Now serving as a pastor in British Columbia. An example to be followed. Thank you for your witness. Your friend overseas, Armand. Amen? Amen. Well, it's humbling, isn't it, Pastor Sabina, and all of us, that Armand's watching and seeing how we relate, mm -hmm. even how we share our struggles and experiences, yeah. and it's helped him grow in the Lord. Amen. Thank you for writing to us, Armand, and thank you to each one for writing to us, sharing your story. SSHope, hopetv.org. Don't forget, we have a special gift this quarter, a beautiful collection of 12 scripture songs called Songs of Hope. Just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift button in the middle of the screen, and you'll be able to download those 12 songs, including our theme song for this series from Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you, the Lord says. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thanks. Let's sing it together. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help God, I will strengthen.
You know, I'm excited about our study today. We've been talking about a lot of people suffering and going through trials, and we'll have some more in this series, but we're going to pause and talk mm. about making healthy choices in times of suffering. Mm. And let's pray the Holy Spirit will guide our study today. Father in heaven, I thank you for our Hope Sabbath School family around the world, including those whose emails we've read today. But I pray in a special way now that as we open the Holy Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit through the prophets to us today, that we would learn some practical lessons about how to make healthy choices during times of suffering and trial. Mm -hmm. Guide us, be our teacher, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. I'd like to start in the Gospel of John. And Stephanie, if you could take us there to John chapter 16 because we'll discover from Jesus that the Holy Spirit will help mm -hmm. us. Now, He'll help us to make healthy choices all the time. That's right. We're talking in the study about why it's especially important in times of suffering. But Stephanie, if you could begin our study in John 16, <laughs> verses 7 through 14, and these are the words of Jesus. All right, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So the greatest gift given to followers of Jesus is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And with the gift come the fruit of the Spirit, you know, mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, all of those. And the gifts of the Spirit, gift of prophecy, the gift of teaching and mercy, all of those gifts. But the greatest gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit himself, mm -hmm. given to every believer. And it says he will lead us into all truth. Now, Jason, I have a question. Is that talking about theological truth or is it talking about truth about how to live? What do you think? He'll lead us into all truth. I would say it's all-encompassing. It's both and. And it even says there, he'll convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. That relates to all the different mm -hmm. behaviors of our life. So I say truth, it's all of the above. 
So we're going to be talking about making healthy choices in times of suffering. You'd say healthy choices about everything in our lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. About what we believe, about our relationship with God, relationship with the other, things we put in our body, mm. how much we sleep, all of the above. Nancy? I have a practical example about that. So I was having to um, take a medicine that I wasn't sure was going to hurt me or not because there's always side effects, right? And so I prayed about it <laughs> because God is the one who knows how my body mm -hmm. is built and how it's going to react. And so um, I asked him for a sign. And I was driving to work that morning. I was kind of running late. And I had a bowl of strawberries with me and a piece of toast. Some people eat breakfast on the way to work, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was safe. I was safe. Um, and I, I prayed that prayer, can you please give me a sign? Um, and, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't even know what to ask. I don't even know what kind of sign to ask. And I started eating my strawberries. And this is stuff I eat all the time, strawberries and toast with peanut butter, OK? All of a sudden, as soon as I start eating, I started to feel pain in my stomach and I got so bloated. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And um, that was the first of a series of signs that God showed me that I shouldn't take that medication because he knows me. He knows my body and what is going to affect it. How? And so um, at the end of that week, um, something amazing happened. And um, part of it was that I woke up with this song um, in my heart from Zephaniah 317, um, where he says that he will, he will sing, he will rejoice over you with singing because I had made this decision based on what, based on him, not based on what, you know, well, typically nothing happens, you know, when you take this med, well, it affects people differently and God knows me. So I was just so overwhelmed that he spoke to me in that moment with exactly mm -hmm. what I needed to do. That's a very Amen. practical example, isn't it? Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Haiti, take us to another text because someone might say, oh, how is the Holy Spirit going to guide me? Uh, here's at least one answer in John chapter 14, Haiti. If you could read verses 25 and 26 for us. All right. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it says, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Mm -hmm. So, Stephanie, there's something very practical here because we need to be careful. Sometimes we may get an impression, but we need to know it's, if it's of God or not, right? right. Mm -hmm. The Bible says don't believe every spirit. So don't believe every impression either, right? Uh, how does the Holy Spirit help us in these healthy choices we're making, whether it's like Nancy with her mm -hmm. physical health or maybe a relationship I'm thinking about or work or his, a relationship with God. Right, so it's interesting that Jesus said, he will bring to remembrance. Mm -hmm. That means that something had been put in there for mm -hmm. them to remember. And so how important it is that the word of God is the foundation of our thinking, right? And even the impressions or my, um, conscience. Uh-huh. Bring to our remembrance God. what? What did the text say? What was it that we would bring? Not the just memories of child. The things, the things, the things that said. Jesus has said, mm -hmm. uh, which would mean the Word of God, right? That's right Bringing yeah. that to our remembrance, that that can guide us. Now, uh, it might be, as Nancy prayed that prayer about her health, the text would come, I will instruct you and teach you in the yes. way you should go. Yeah. Yeah. And say, okay, I'm not being... Um, 
radical to think that God cares about what's happening in my body, right? Yeah. That's right. He'll bring those words to our remembrance. Gladys? Yeah, I was going to say that. that. Sometimes, you know, you hear something like a sermon or you hear a song and you are impressed, mm -hmm. but then the word establishes that impression mm, in your mind, confirms it. that in your mind. You know, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and then you hear something else about exercising, and then, you know, something else will come and just stress it into yep. your mind. Sure. So, Jonathan, uh, we're talking here about making healthy choices and how the Holy Spirit guides us, especially through Scripture. Share with us. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's important that the spirit is also called the spirit of truth. We, we have scripture, we have um, things that God has revealed in the spiritual realm, but he is also the God of, of truth in, in the natural world as well. And, and repeatedly, uh, the way the, script, the spirit is described is one who guides us to truth that we can um, understand and, and, and expands our understanding rather than blindly following, okay, a voice told me to do something. He mm -hmm. tends to guide us to where we can examine and understand God's, including God's physical laws as well as spiritual laws. So I think uh, the, 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 the principle is just guiding me to a deeper knowledge and examinable knowledge of truth. Thank you so much, Jonathan. We want to talk practically now about some healthy choices the Holy Spirit's impress you to make. Sabina, you're way over there in British Columbia, um, busy in a pastoral ministry. What are some convictions the Holy Spirit's brought to your heart about healthy choices you need to be making during this time in your life? Well, Pastor Derek, I think there is many impressions already about things that are very important to me in the new role that I'm taking. Um, but most importantly is that I stay connected with Jesus. You know, um, the routine that, I, that I'm experiencing is a routine with a lot of um, new events taking place, new food, new people, new home. Uh, and it can be very easy for me to eventually just be focused on my daily activities and all the things that I need to learn and the people that I need to meet and connect with and eventually forget that, I need to be connected to Jesus. Otherwise, my resources and the source of anything that I can contribute in the ministry will, will end. So I think that's one of the main uh, kind of main healthy choices that I need to, to make sure to keep in my life, which is to keep with my devotions, mm. um, have free time and alone time with Jesus. That's very important. Thank you so much, Sabina. We must have touched on a nerve here because everyone's hand went up and we're <laughs> going to come to a few more. But Haiti, I want to give you an opportunity. You're, you're a busy mom. You've got a family. You've got a, a, a lot of responsibilities. Um, how has the Holy Spirit impressed you regarding healthy choices you need to make? Well, sometimes the Holy Spirit, I'll be reading the word and he'll convict me like this is something that you need in your life or you need your children need or your spouse or your family like for example for a time when my children were younger um the holy spirit had convicted me we were not having family worship every day consistently and that was something that the holy spirit convicted me you need to do this this is really important and so I started um, becoming very strict with that. And to this day, we still have family worship every day. And my daughter is away at college now. 
And for a time, she would even call in to join our family worship over the phone. She doesn't do that every day, but that's how big of a deal it is mm-hmm. to me. Um, other times, the Holy Spirit, like Sabina, has convicted me. You need to connect with me. You need to make more time to spend with me. Um, and it may be for different things at different phases in my life. You need to spend more time in the Word. Or recently, he's convicting me a lot. You need to spend time in prayer. So I'm being very intentional about setting aside a time um, to pray, even a place to pray. Um, I even have alarms going off telling me stop and pray right now, pray over specific things. Um, and I'm praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit also just randomly brought a grow group into my life also that has to do with prayer at this time when I really need this. That's beautiful. Or he'll, con- yeah, he'll convict me, have a day, spend a full day with me, and I'll say, okay, and I'll set aside a day to fast and pray just to, for the sake of connecting with him. We could spend the whole rest of our study time talking about healthy (laughs) choices, and that's important. That's important. But why are healthy choices, John, why are healthy choices particularly important when we're going through times of suffering? Mm -hmm. This is a series on suffering and trials. Um, Why is it particularly important during those difficult times that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to help us to make healthy choices. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when things are going so bad, you know, we have this thought process, you know, anyway things are going bad, what is it going to do if I make a good choice? I might mm-hmm. as well just give in uh, in making an unhealthy choice. And that has repercussions, uh, and it's not going to help our suffering when we're going through. My great-grandfather was an alcoholic. I think there were other alcoholics in my family, but, but there are lots of ways we can medicate when we're suffering. Uh, you self-medicate with food. You can self-medicate with media. You can do lots of things which may not be the best, but uh, we need to make healthy choices, especially during times of suffering. Jason? When you're going through suffering, your emotional, psychological, physical capacity, if you will, is kind of at its Mm -hmm. limit, it feels like. You don't have a lot of flexibility. And so by making healthy choices, it kind of, it's not that you're doing this for salvation, but it gives you a little bit of a chance. It it helps you, you know, maybe like if you, uh, make healthy choices when it comes to sleep or diet. It gets you at least in as best a position as you can be in. And when you look at stories like the Apostle Paul, he made healthy choices because he knew that it was important as a representative and so he could keep that connection with God. Not his salvation, but there's something about that that helps the relationship. So let's move on and look at some promises because there's so much we want to look at in this study. Uh, you say, well, I want to make healthy choices, Gladys, but sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel weak. Let's look at a couple of promises together. Could you read in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, and then Nancy, Galatians 2, verse 20 for us. But first, Philippians two thirteen, and we could uh, find many other promises, I'm sure, that encourage us when we say, especially in times of suffering, I want the Holy Spirit to help me to make healthy choices. Yes, I'm reading from the New International Version, Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Is that encouraging? Yeah. (laughs) I want to jump. I want to say hallelujah. Because, Because when I am weak, if I depend on God, I become strong, yes. right? Amen. He works in me. Nancy, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. 
This is from the New King James Version. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So Travis, I have a question for you. Uh, John, I see your hand raised too. Travis, I have a question. God's the one working in me. Christ lives in me. And yet my will is also important, right? Mm. Uh, why is it important that I make the choice to allow God to do that in me that I can make healthy choices in times of suffering? Well, I, because God is not one who's going to um, do something against our will. And so when we give and surrender our will to God, that gives him permission to work in us and produce the fruits of righteousness in us. And of mm. course, if we close off and want to do our own will, then he doesn't have permission to change us yeah. from the inside out. So it's not like I'm going to change or I'm going to make healthy choices, but God, I'm calling out to you, mm -hmm. yes. especially in this time of suffering, yeah. um, to work in me according to your good pleasure, right? Yes. Nancy? And God wants us to be whole. He wants he us to be well. I have an experience. I was talking to someone um, who had been depressed. We were comparing notes. And um, this person told me that the reason they were at church was because they went to visit the neurologist. And the neurologist told them that, well, I'll back up a little bit. They had had a very traumatic experience happen to them. And as a result, they were having a hard time understanding why God allowed that. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of blocked off that avenue of That's connection. Suffering. And yes, mm -hmm. and we're just kind of um, focused on the suffering mm -hmm. and not reaching out to God and not assembling together with mm -hmm. believers. And so that person just became... Um, just extremely sad and depressed, and as a result, was affected neurologically. Mm. Mm -hmm. Affecting the body, too. The body. So um, it was very interesting because she visited the neurologist, and, and they said to her, it's okay to be sad. Go to church. Mm. That is what's going to help you to heal. Wow. I'm going to hold the story right there because in, in our next section, we're going to talk about making decisions not based on our feelings, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but upon the guidance of the Holy Spirit of God. Haiti, I think you also had your hand raised. Well, I just wanted to say that I think that it's really important um, if we want to be able to make healthy choices in times of suffering, that we already have to have that habit. You don't prepare for mm. a war when a war is already upon you. You prepare in times of peace. So if you already have that habit of making healthy choices, it will be easier. It's still gonna be difficult, but it will be much easier mm. to do it when the, the difficulties come. Haiti, thanks for pointing that mm -hmm. out. Now I have a question for you before we move on to basing it, not on our feelings, but on the guidance of the Spirit. If we know that God wants to work in us, Gladys, according to his good pleasure, Nancy read, Christ lives in me, Paul says, and uh, we, we know that we can choose to allow that to happen. Stephanie, why would people resist that? Why would people not allow God to work in them, helping them, especially during times of suffering, to make healthy choices? Well, I guess if they don't have that already pre-established um, relationship with God, that could be one reason, right? Okay. 
Um, but if they do have that relationship, maybe they just can't see beyond this, uh, the, the frustration and the challenge that they're facing. Um, so they're not able to make that choice at the time. All right. Uh, Haiti, you want to respond? I think sometimes the Holy Spirit tells us to do something and we don't like what they're telling us to do or not do. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, there isn't there a text in Proverbs uh, 14, I think, where it says there's a way that seems right. Mm-hmm. Well, Holy Spirit, I'm sensing you telling me to do this, but I think I'd rather do that. Mm-hmm. By the way, will God allow us to do that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it may not bring us the wholeness that you yeah. were talking about, right, Gladys? Pastor Derek, the thing is that we cannot forget also the state of mind that a person going through a tough situation is in. Mm-hmm. And yes, we may know in the mind, intellectually, God loves me. He cares for me. But when you're going through something physically mm-hmm. or personally, and it doesn't matter uh, what the situation is, your mind is out of sort. You're not really connecting the dots mm-hmm. and the questions and the human side of you struggles with the spiritual side of you. Mm-hmm. So let's just be a little bit more <laughs> patient with a person that, 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 is, that needs to make that connection. It takes time. Mm. It, it's not something that, that you willingly and readily just say, okay, I'm going to do it. But it's a work of, you know, it's a work of the Holy Spirit that sometimes it takes time. You know, there's some sad words of Jesus in, in Luke 13 where he says, I would have gathered you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a hen gathers a chick and you would not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to, to heal you. I wanted to protect you. I wanted to give you wholeness. And you made a choice mm-hmm. yeah. to say no. To say no. Mm-hmm. And you see, why would people do that? Well, I think one of the reasons we're moving on in our study is because people base their choice on feeling on feelings. Yeah. Yes. rather than on the guidance of, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, tell me some stories. Uh, John, maybe start with one where a person in the story told in Scripture, they made a decision based on feelings rather than on divine guidance. You know, the story of, of Peter when he was walking on water, as long as he was looking at Jesus, you know, he was walking on water. But when fear took over him, he drowned or he began to drown. So fortunately, Jesus <laughs> caught him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he began to sink. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when he based it on his feelings, he's like, I'm out here. Um, sea of Galilee is about 150 feet deep in the deepest spot and I'm going down. All right. Anybody else? Yes, Sabina. Pastor Derek, a classic story, I think, is the story of Cain and Abel and how Cain was um, based off his jealousy. Uh, He reacted and he killed his brother even, which is horrible. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great one and maybe more that Cain didn't say, I'm going to kill Abel and it will really improve my life. Right. He's losing his brother. Yeah. Uh, but he was basing his decision very clearly on feelings of anger and mm-hmm. hatred rather than on divine guidance. Travis, I'm thinking of Samson. That was a man who went on feelings one after the other, after the other, after the other, until he lost his eyesight. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, Bring her to me because she pleases me. Yeah. Pleases me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that w- th- there, were, I, there were quite a few examples in the Bible of people based on feeling. Jason? 
I think of Abraham and Sarai when they wanted to have a child. Back they, when he was still Abraham? <laughs> yeah, Abraham. They had good feelings. They wanted to have a child. They wanted to uh, do God's plan, but their feelings let them get ahead of God's plan. Mm. Jonathan, it sounds like we're getting a lot of good examples and we want to find out how we can avoid that. Jonathan? Yeah, I think it's interesting to compare the story of Eve versus the story of Christ in the wilderness. Um, mm. You have Christ who, you know, goes to the total point of like, there's nothing. Uh, he's starving for 40 days and he still does not take of, you know, this thing that he could turn into bread very easily versus Eve who, who chose based on what looked to be good and uh, distrusted God. So. Mm. so here's the question, and maybe we've talked about it, but want to state it more clearly. Why might we be more vulnerable to make our decision based on our feelings during a time when we're suffering? I think, I think Sabina alluded to it a little bit, but Sabina, you want to respond? Why are we more vulnerable at that time of suffering to make a decision based on our feelings rather than divine guidance? Hmm. Pastor Derek, I find that usually when we are suffering, all we want to do is to come out of that space of suffering, whatever it takes. Right? And usually when you are suffering, you feel it not only in your mind, but in your heart, your body. I don't know if you ever experienced some sort of extreme suffering uh, of a situation that is going around you. And it may affect every single part of your body, even, even if you are not, you know, sick. And... So I find that usually what people are tempted to do is to do whatever it takes just to see a change happening. Mm -hmm. So they may not be patient. They may, they may not be thinking through. They just want to make something immediately to see if they can come out of that situation. But maybe what's going to happen is that it can get even worse if they are not being directed by, by God, if they are not taking into consideration the bigger picture that probably they are not being able to see just because they are immersed in their feelings and suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's look at the example of Jesus, can we? Because Jesus was tempted <laughs> to make a decision based on his feelings. And by the way, feelings are not necessarily like bad, evil things. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but Jason, could you take us to Matthew 26? Uh, Jesus is facing a great ordeal. And his feelings tell him, I would rather not go through this. Yeah. Um, what was his great ordeal, by the way? Was it dying? Was that the great ordeal? No. Travis, what was the great ordeal? The separation that he's going to have to experience from the Father who, when they've been one for eternity. And, and that separation was the result of what's the great sin. burden that's sin. placed upon him. Sin. That's right. He takes our sin. He's wounded for our transgressions mm -hmm. and bruised for our iniquities, Isaiah the prophet says, 700 years earlier. So, so, so this weight, uh, this crushing load mm -hmm. is upon him. And in his humanity, yes. he said... I don't feel like this is something that that I'm wanting. Mm. Let's see how he responds. Jason, Matthew 26, uh, beginning with verse 36 through 39. I have the New King James Version here. Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 39 says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, 
sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is Jesus doing well? Can I use that? Where is a beautiful example there, Stephanie, uh, for us when we're going through suffering, our feelings are all mixed up. Like uh, Sabina said, I just want to get out of this. You know, this, this is hurting. This is overwhelming. I see honest communication. Yes. Finish the sentence. Honest communication between Jesus and his heavenly Amen. Father. Amen. Honest communication with God, right? right? Now, sometimes I may be going through a relational crisis. I need honest communication with that spouse or mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. But most of all, and it's interesting, back to what Sabina had said, that those times we can be so overwhelmed with our physical, emotional, psychological pain that, that we forget to stay connected. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you're saying there's the powerful example. Someone else, what impresses you, John? You know, uh, it tells whatever is your will, I will do it. Mm -hmm. You know, when we are going with uh, mixed emotions about a particular situation, we can ask God, what is your will? That mm -hmm. strong principle uh, will keep us uh, in our strong, in our different emotions in the safe path. Mm. Gladys? I see total surrender. Yes. Mm. He just surrendered to God. Whatever. Not my will, but Not yours. Not my will, yeah. but and, yours. And in a previous study, we talked about endurance. And uh, so I'm going to ask John, if you'd read after Sabina's comment, uh, Jesus is still continuing there in the garden. I want you to read verses uh, Matthew 26, 42 to 44 after Sabina's comment. Mm. Sabina? I'm also impressed that Jesus, he had the awareness that he needed help in that moment of suffering, so much so that he asked those who were with him to stay and watch with him. So even though he takes that separate moment for prayer and to uh, seek the Father, he doesn't let other people go too far. You know, so he needed those close friends, those people that he knew cared about him also to stay around and eventually to give him support. That certainly support. reinforces what Nancy said earlier, that your friend who was struggling, the temptations to isolate, right? Mm -hmm. And yet we need support mm -hmm. from people who won't misuse us or take advantage of us, safe people mm -hmm. who love God and love us. Mm -hmm. We need those people, That's even right. though we may not feel like we want people around because we feel so bad. But there's mm -hmm. another principle besides total surrender that Gladys mentioned. John, would you read on in Matthew 26, mm -hmm. verses 42 to 44? What do you hear uh, in these words? Matthew 26, verses 42 to 44 from the English Standard Version, it tells, Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Hmm. All right, Travis, saying the same words again. How would you describe what you see in, in the 
decision and the choice of Jesus here in the garden? Well, there's a couple of things that hit me. One is he was waiting for an answer. Okay. And there was none, and uh, which means he had continued, right? But he didn't stop with just praying once. He went again and again and a third time again uh, to plead with his heavenly Father. Uh, I think the word we had in a previous study, Jason, was endurance. Yes. yes. Or consistency. He's mm. consistent in this, mm. which I think is a lesson for us. When we're struggling, when we're stressed, consistently cry out to God consistently. Mm-hmm. Not just, okay, I prayed to God once. Now I'm going to be good for temptation. Consistent relationship. Amen. So we're talking about how sometimes um, we can, particularly if it's a time of suffering, but even other times of our lives, we can make a decision based on our feeling rather than on divine guidance, and it can get us into trouble. Um, (laughs) Travis, you're smiling. Um, You're not the only one on the planet, I'm sure, but you can think back over a time when you made a decision based on feeling rather than divine guidance, but actually God did bring a good outcome, though maybe it wasn't the, the best way of making the choice. Talk to us about that. Well, I think you're talking about when I got married. My wife and I, um, you know, we, we met and um, we're, we, we based our relationship on feeling immediately. Mm-hmm. And both of us can look back now and say, that wasn't too smart, because that really could have led to disaster especially when we read the warnings in the Bible and see the stories, you know, mm. where we, people got married on feelings. But, but the great thing is that God has brought both of us to a point where we study together and pray together. And we're coming on 11 years, and it's the best uh, time of our life. So mm. uh, God can, can take bad decisions and work good through them. And I just praise God for that. And it's because you made choices together to do what? We're talking about healthy choices. We, we made a choice to make Jesus the center of our lives. Amen. And the amen. Holy Spirit is guiding you in that. Yeah, amen. amen. I mean, I showed you, I shared a text with you this morning. My wife is so happy that we study together, we mm. pray together, and it's just really a blessing. And making Jesus the center of a marriage is a real blessing. And of any relationship too, right? right, Gladys? Well, um, when COVID started, you know, I was, everything, was, the whole world was going crazy. So I started eating a lot of ice cream <laughs> and the Lord just started impressing me. So across the planet, <laughs> other people said, me too, <laughs> uh, because we talked earlier about self-medicating, right? Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, especially if we don't do alcohol and don't do, you know, illicit drugs and uh, food can be a medication mm. of choice. Yes. And so, so ice cream was... Was yeah, your medication that was my of medication choice. of choice. You're, you're kind of isolated from the support. Exactly. That's so important. Exactly. So, so the Lord kept impressing me whenever I will have my devotion, you know, with ver- verses. That your body is, te- is temple of the Holy Spirit. What are you? I felt literally him saying to me, what are you doing with my house? You know, so one morning I just felt like I couldn't move. And the voice just said, get up and walk. <laughs> And I was just like, why do I have to walk? So I started walking and it has been such a blessing, especially what, you know, I'm going through now. It's just like I walk every day. Right. It's part of my mm. lifestyle It's now. like the Bible text, arise, leave your bed <laughs> and, yeah, walk, and walk rather than take it up and walk. By the way, is eating uh, um, a dessert sinful? No. But, but using it as a medication yes. when actually 
you were just wanting to feel better. To feel better. And the Holy yeah. Spirit was saying, try getting some natural endorphin from, from, from some exercise. Yes, exercise. Yeah. Haiti. I, um, I remember a time in my life when someone had done something that offended me and it really, really upset me. And I'm a person that's typically like happy and calm and chill, but we all are human beings and I was really upset. And all I did was think about when, when, the, when it all happened, I had stayed very calm, but on the inside, you know, sometimes we're like a volcano. On the outside, we're calm, but on the inside, there's lava boiling up. And I just kept thinking of all these things I wanted to say to this person if, if this, I was ever in that situation again. And all these things, I even wanted to physically hurt the person. And because I already have the habit, praise God, of trying very hard most days to pray, to study. Every time I was having my daily time with God, he would bring the person to my remembrance. And I, I remember just being like, ah, like, leave me alone, God. <laughs> Do not bring up that person. You know how I feel about them. And I would tell him. Um, but he continued to convict me. I died for that person too. Mm -hmm. And I, um, when I did see them again, I was rude to them. And, um, and I said some things that I should not have said, and I didn't completely just lose control and become a, a complete full on volcanic eruption, but I said things I shouldn't have. And, and the Lord convicted me of that again. And after spending a lot of time with God, when I saw the person again, I was able to be kind. I was able to be polite to them. I was able um, to just keep, keep the lava at bay. I, the emotions are still there, but the Lord helps us to, to fill us with his love. And I just want to thank God for that because he helped me with that unhealthy choice that I unfortunately made mm. to overcome it a little bit. <laughs> He's still working on me. And it, it impresses us, Haiti, and thank you for your honesty that mm. making healthy choices is, is a journey. It is. It's not necessarily just one time, Jason. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there was a time period when I was living in another country and I was separated from my family, my community, and I had a lot of free time and I was quite bored and I had a TV so I could just spend my evening hours watching TV and I basically got addicted to TV and it wasn't necessarily that everything was bad I mean hope Sabbath school is on TV but it's just I would spend all my evening hours on TV and then I love TV so much um, and remember I didn't have a community that even on Sabbath afternoons I had nothing to do so I would watch TV not hope channel just regular bad secular stuff which is something that I knew I'd been convicted I shouldn't be watching and so I was like, wow, God, I'm addicted to this TV. What are you going to do? And right around the same time, I got invited to a church that I didn't even know existed that had a young adult group. And mm -hmm. so I got to go to that group and be part of it. And so instead of spending time in front of my TV, I got to spend time worshiping with fellow believers mm -hmm. in this young adult group. So God rescued me from that crazy TV experience. Wow. So uh, I was waiting for him because this is our next section, which is healthy choices, no matter what the cost, that Jason threw the TV out of the window. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but let's look at a Bible text that does talk about, you know, when we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and we really listen, yeah. 
Jonathan, maybe you could read for us uh, from the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. It's in the Great Sermon on the Mount, verses 27 to 30. We need to unpack this. It seems very uh, drastic, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. making healthy choices no mm -hmm. matter what the cost. Mm -hmm. Jonathan? Yes, and all right, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Mm. Very strong. Now, mm -hmm. this is what we call a hyperbole, mm -hmm. an exaggeration, because if you, let's say, were looking at inappropriate things or lusting after someone, if you plucked out an eye, you could still look at them with the other eye. <laughs> right. If you were taking things or touching things that you shouldn't and you cut off a hand, you could still do it with your other hand, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What is Jesus saying? Uh, anybody want to unpack this? Not talking literally, right? Jason, what is he saying here? He's We're talking about making healthy choices. Yes, he's referring to the methods that are being used. And he's saying if there are methods, if there are situations that are putting you in a dangerous situation, those should be removed. Put, there, there are choices that we can make. And he's basically saying if you're making unhealthy choices, stop making unhealthy choices. Do what you can. Remove yourself from some of those so that you don't put yourself where you experience, you know, all these uh, sins, if you will. All right. Uh, anybody want to add to that? Several hands raised. Uh, Gladys? The root. Jesus, is, is, God is, is careful with the root. He wants us to get it out, pluck it out completely, not just, mm. you know, the source of it. So, what is causing you to do that? Just All right. I'm thinking out. of someone who told me one time that they had a problem with uh, pornography, so they put all of those magazines in their closet so they wouldn't be uh, no. uh, distracting them. <laughs> no, take it How out. How would you respond to that? Burn, Burn, Burn it. it. <laughs> yeah, of course, today it's a click away, right? Yeah, true. Take the uh, computer Addictions, out. whether it's an addiction to secular television or addiction to pornography or addiction to online gaming mm -hmm. or online shopping, right? <laughs> Those can become uh, an unhealthy choice. Travis? So I had a friend in Australia. He's still a friend of mine. His name is Kenneth. And um, I remember that when I was there studying, um, we were going down to the beach and whatever, and Kenneth wouldn't go. And, um, and I said, well, why aren't you coming with the rest of us down to the beach? He says, I don't want to be tempted. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be girls down there dressed um, inappropriately. He says, I don't want to be tempted. And I learned so much from that. And I started making choices too, like, all right, I'm not going to the beach either because it's true. It could be just a place of temptation. And, and I just thought that was really good counsel from a, a young man, you know, and I still appreciate him today for that. And there are other beaches uh, at wildlife reserves where there aren't a lot of people scantily dressed. So right. we're not talking that the beach is evil, but, but again, what's the principle, John, of, of, of cut off your hand, pluck out your eye? What is Jesus saying? You know, someone said that our senses are the avenues to our soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So God is asking us to guard our senses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we don't let evil 
take, uh, take over in our soul. And, and, and let's unpack that a little bit more, Nancy. Not only guard our senses, but in terms of what the, the temptation and the healthy choice. Well, I wanted to say that I'm remembering Job, and I can't find the verse right now, but he says that he made a covenant with his eyes. Right. That he would not look um, lustfully upon a, a woman. Upon a woman. Right. And he also, he, rep he, he had some very, um, he was assertive and um, did some things. It's not that just that he didn't do certain things. It's that he did do other things that were Correct. very positive. Yes. Okay, um, so you're talking about God's... reinvesting in yeah. something positive rather than I'm not going mm. to look at bad things. Yes. yes. But I want to come down to this principle. It's very radical. Cut off the hand, right. pluck out the eye. What is Jesus saying, Gladys? Well, he's saying that basically that um, you have to, to make sure that you block that way. Like for me, mm -hmm. I love music. And like I said before, the Lord really uses music for me. And I realized that, you know, I was listening to a lot of music that it was not godly. And God convicted me three years ago that I would not listen to anything that is not Christian music because music affects me in a different way. It is my way of expressing myself, you know, um, receiving messages, you know, so I made that commitment. So for me, that was cutting my ear off, basically. Mm. So whatever it takes away. to yes. make the healthy choice. Exactly. We don't say, well, I'm just going to listen to that music two days a week instead exactly. of seven days a week, yes. or I'm going to visit that inappropriate site once in a while, but not regularly. Mm -hmm. No, it's saying whatever it whatever will take, yes. you know, if you've got to cut some things off, you know, disconnect from the internet, whatever mm -hmm. you need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. who yes. enables that miracle to happen. Sabina? Pastor Derek, you know, many of our choices eventually on that line, they will, will uh, incur on serious sacrifices. And I think that's the whole point that you were trying to bring up, right? How... Many times God will have to empower us to sacrifice certain things that we may like or that we think are good for us so that we can come to a better place eventually. Uh, I love a saying that says that we never know what's in the other side of our obedience. Mm -hmm. And if you like, I just have a very short story to share about myself. Very vulnerable, actually. Um, you know, I grew up as a Christian. I always had most of my relationships, my boyfriends were church, um, religious, Jesus seekers. But there was a time in my life, I was um, around 27, and I fell in love deeply with a person that was not a Christian, that was not following Jesus, didn't know about the Bible. And uh, even though it was a person with serious commitments with life, was a serious person, um, I eventually had to make a very difficult decision, you know, after a year into that relationship and uh, trying to justify to myself why I would stay still in that relationship, knowing that eventually there would be some difficulty, right? Because oil and water cannot mingle. Mm. Um, and this person turned to me one day and said that he was really in love with me, that he loved me so much and he was about to move to another country and he wanted me to move with him but he was not yet ready to get married. Mm. <laughs> and it was so difficult to me, Pastor Derek, to realize that that moment I had to say no. And that, uh, and not only that, he even proposed that, 
that we needed to live together, which for me was going to go up against our boundaries, even physically speaking, you know. Um, so it was it was very hard to me. And now after eight years since that happened, I praise God because even though that was a good person, I know that God has something better for me and maybe I wouldn't be here uh, witnessing if I had chosen that path. Hmm. Ooh, that is a, <laughs> I was going to say that's a heavy story. That's a powerful testimony, isn't yes. it? Yes. yes. Of saying, I'm not going to base the decision on my feelings yeah. and I'm going to make mm. the Holy Spirit guided choice no matter what the cost mm. because God loves me with an immeasurable and unfailing love yeah. and yeah. He has something better yeah. for me. Travis? Could I read a quick verse? We just I... got a few seconds. Can you quote it? Well, it's Philippians 4, 8, 9. 4, 8, 9 and, ba and basically God is telling you to dwell on good things and verse 9 ends with a promise and he says that the peace of God may be with you. Mm. Mm. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, mm -hmm. if there's any virtue, focus on those things. That's certainly practical, isn't it? For Especially for a time of suffering when I could just focus on my suffering, mm. when I could just focus on my pain or mm. on my uh, sense of loss. But we need to lift our eyes and see a God who loves us and is with us in that time of suffering mm -hmm. and, and say, God, help me to make healthy choices. In fact, I just surrender to you. That's what Jesus did. Not my will, but your yes. will, God, be done. Mm -hmm. And allow him to make healthy choices in us and through us mm -hmm. to make us whole. Oh, that's my prayer. Some of you are watching maybe with tears saying, Pastor, please, God, help me. Mm. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we've been, we've been open and honest together that we don't always make healthy choices, but you want to enable us by your spirit mm. to make healthy choices, even when we don't feel like it, even when there's a sacrifice. And God, that's because you love us and you want the best for us, mm -hmm. most of all to save us in your kingdom. That's our greatest choice. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Derek, I've got a lot to think about and pray about. You do that and then go out and be a blessing to those around you. <laughs>